0: Today, we're continuing our six part sermon series that we're calling SOS God, I Need Your Help. And during this time, Pastor is going over different topics that, honestly, when we go through them, can be very difficult and often require us to put out that SOS distress signal. Um, so, last week we talked about fear, and today we're going to be talking about frustrations those things um, that cause us to get angry or annoyed because we can't control them or um, we don't know what's going to happen. So, throughout this time, I'm going to be sitting down with different people who are going to share their stories with us of um, how they went through that topic and ultimately how they relied on the Lord um, and made it through it. So today I have Andrew Gonzalez and Andrew is one of our C group leaders and a, a awesome volunteer in our young adults group. So Andrew, I'm going to turn it over to you and will you tell us of that time that you were frustrated and how you had to rely on the Lord?
1: Uh, yeah, that time was a uh... Rather recent, uh, I graduated from UT Austin with a degree in engineering in 2015, uh, and going through that my whole school career, I was sure I was guaranteed a job right out of college. I had, I had no qualms about it, uh, but I graduated college. I didn't have a job yet, and uh, by the end of 2015, everybody that I graduated with had a job in the field, and I didn't, and so that was uh, that was really frustrating, and then 2016, 2017 went by, and still no job, and pretty much most of this year, uh, same thing, but uh, going through the experience, however, uh, I would say, at the end of 2015 and 2016, I was just really starting to starting to wonder what, if, what I did wrong, like, I was getting so frustrated that every job that I would apply for, I really wouldn't get any replies back, I, not even for, like, a, hey, we... I'd like to get you in for an interview. I had two interviews for Out of State. Uh, they went really well. I didn't hear anything back, which just added to the frustration. Um, but uh, so, and there were just a lot of nights where I was just in my living room in the dark, just praying to God, like, what did I, what did I do wrong? Like, I was thinking back to certain times in my senior year of college. Um, did I, was this the opportunity that you had for me, Lord? Did I, did I see it? Did I look at it right in the eye and did I miss it? like did i fail did i fail you like i started to think that i had failed him in in doing and you know what he what he wanted for me and uh again the the frustrations had also come out uh manifested into whenever people would ask me you know if i how the job how the job search is going or are you still applying or you should still you should keep applying uh, eventually it got very uh an- annoying i guess like uh I knew that I knew majority of them were trying to help, you know they were just trying to be there for me, which I loved and i and that's great, and i I love them for it, but just just hearing those words, I was like uh I was like, yes i'm still applying, yes, I'm still trying, yes, I still don't have a job in that field. Thank you for reminding me, you know <laughs> but uh but yeah, so that's so just the frustration was just mounting for three years of just continuing to search and just not finding anything and just and uh, eventually I caved in the end of 2016, and I got a part-time job at Amazon, which I didn't want to do. <laughs> you know, a part-time job, I, I honestly felt really embarrassed that I, you know, had to go for that. Um, it just, you know, I didn't tell anybody at Amazon that I had a degree. You know, I didn't, I didn't want that kind of attention. I guess I just felt even more like a failure if I had brought it, brought it up.
0: So, Andrew, you had those three years where <clears throat> you were rightfully so frustrated that you did not have a job in your field, but I'm very excited that you do now have a job in your field. I want you to tell everyone um, how you've been um, victorious and what exactly that looked like as you were um, working with God in that those three years.
1: Uh, well, yeah, fast forward to now, I just finished my fifth week at uh, Lockheed Martin, which does use my degree. Woohoo <laughs> So, I'm... Um, Been very excited about that, Um, but to go through what what had happened, just to get through those three years of uh, frustration—three plus years, by the way—I just want to be more accurate. Um, But uh, it was just a lot of a lot of a lot of praying, a lot of tears, a lot of praying, just leaning on God and uh, just just leaning on Him and His Word, and knowing that knowing that in the past that there were things that I wanted and that I thought I were mine. But, you know, he withheld them from me, and I was just continuing to remind myself that, especially in prayer, like, you know, I, Lord, I want this. Why haven't I gotten this? But, Father, I want it to be your will, not mine. Just just please help me get through this night, just one more night, just one more month, one more year, however long you want it. And it's just, just you know, just keep my spirits up, Lord. <laughs> I, I really need it, and, uh, and especially working at Amazon, like, I didn't feel like I should be there. I kept getting, I got hurt twice, you know. It's, you know, I'm not the biggest guy, you know, a lot of packages, big packages, um, but, uh, yeah, several of those times where I, I kept getting hurt, like, I felt like, uh, I need to leave this job, like, this is just being detrimental to my body, like, I can't be here, but then I kept remembering, like, like, no, well, God's provided me this little job, you know, I'm th- I would just thank you, Lord, for what I do have, and, but also, also with that job, like, I didn't want to leave right away, I was like god you have me here for a reason I don't know why but before I do leave I want to talk to somebody about you I just I just at least that just one person just one person cuz it's really hard for me to be you know open about it just like just like like hey do you know Jesus do you know the lord and it's just it's something that I'm working on but but uh, eventually at the beginning of the middle of this year again after the second time I had got hurt I had to switch jobs in the in the warehouse I had to be to put it in another place and the lord used that to put me in somebody else's life to begin actually talking to them about him, and, you know, she was very open. She, I don't remember how it happened, but she just started asking questions, and I told her, like, hey, you got any more questions? Keep asking, and now she, she recognizes Jesus as the Son of God, and, you know, she's working so very hard to, you know, just continue praying, getting better at becoming a daughter of Christ, and, you know, I, I helped, I helped that, and that's, that's awesome. Like, if I didn't get anything accomplished at Amazon, that was the one thing that, that I'm proud of. <laughs>
0: Man, I, I just love... Yeah. I love talking with Andrew the other day and just how he said prayer. Like, just diligently, constantly praying and praying. And it's just encouraging to all of us to keep doing that. And the Lord will be with you. And I just love that he said that... Um, you don't always see it when you're going through it. But in the end, man, what, a, what an amazing experience. He's grown and he's learned and he changed somebody else's life. And that was because of God and where he puts you. So Andrew, just thank you so much for sharing with us. Um, we really appreciate it. Well, y'all thank Andrew for sharing with us today.
2: In James chapter number one and verse number two, James writes and he says, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. Well, today we continue our series called SOS. We understand the SOS signal is sent out in times of distress and crisis. In layman's terms, SOS simply means help, help. Well, the distress signal that we are sending out today is help me with my frustrations. Help me with my frustrations. Now, a definition of the word frustration is the feeling of being upset or annoyed, especially because of the inability to change or achieve Something. Let me ask you this morning, have you ever been frustrated about about something or someone? Don't point at or elbow anybody this morning. Well, today I'm going to talk about two things as we try to make sense of and find help with life's frustrations. First thing I want to acknowledge today is, and that is the reality of frustrations. The reality of frustrations. Recently, I posted on Facebook a question. And the question was, what frustrates you? And then I said, list two or three things. Now, as of the writing of this sermon, which began this past Tuesday, there were, there were 113 comments or, or lists that were given to me on this post. In fact, some people listed as many as seven frustrations. I like what somebody wrote. Somebody wrote, it frustrates me when people list seven frustrations when they're asked to list two or three. (laughs) Well, I took these 113 comments or this list of what frustrates people the most and I organized them into 10 categories. I call this list the top 10 frustrations. And I'm going to share them with you and they are in no particular order. The first one is incompetence. Yeah, incompetence. How frustrating is it to to rely on somebody in a particular area, an area where they have been trained, an area where they have been educated in, an area where they are supposed to know what they're doing, know what they're talking about, they're supposed to be an expert in this area, only to discover them to be totally incompetent, unable to do what they have been trained to do. It is especially frustrating when their incompetence affects our life in a negative way. Another one is inconsistency. Inconsistency. I, I really struggle with this one. This, this, this is very difficult for me. You know, people or places or products that are inconsistent, that really frustrates me. When you never know what you're going to get. It could be good today. It could be bad Tomorrow, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. You might be treated with great respect one day and then be totally rejected the next. I had a relationship like this one time where this individual, I didn't know which individual was going to show up. I didn't know if they were going to put me on a pedestal or they were going to put me in a sewer. I didn't know what they were going to, you never knew who was going to show up what to expect. Inconsistency. The food is great one day, it's lousy the next. Inconsistency. Do the the Dallas Cowboys immediately come to your mind? (laughs) Hey, I'm a fan, I can. Another one is indifference. Indifference. You know, people with flat-lined emotions, you know. I, I mean, they express no enthusiasm for the awesome. No matter how awesome it is, no matter how incredible it is, no matter how wonderful it is, no enthusiasm. No enthusiasm for the awesome and no, no empathy for the awful. You never know what they're thinking because their expression never changes. You never know if they're pleased with you. You never know if they are upset with you. You never know if they're excited or if they are going through the blues. They are simply indifferent. Another thing is frustrating, and that is insensitivity. Dealing with people who are insensitive to your thoughts and your feelings. People who just say whatever comes to their mind, not even considering what their words might do to the person they are talking to. And if that's not bad enough, then, then bragging about being a person who speaks their mind. Well, I've got a word for you, and it's Proverbs chapter 29 and verse 11. And the wisdom writer writes, and he says, A fool speaks whatever is on his mind. A fool speaks whatever is on his mind. The wise will think before they speak. I'm giving you the top 10 frustrations in life. Number five is intolerance. You know, people who totally dismiss anyone who doesn't look, act, or think exactly like they do. You know, if someone doesn't dot their I's or cross their T's exactly like they do, then they criticize them, they talk down to them, they act superior over anybody who doesn't see eye to eye with them. Now hear me this morning, hear everything that I have to say this morning. Am I am I suggesting that we uh, compromise our convictions? Am I suggesting that we adjust our values? Absolutely not. That's not what I'm saying this morning. But what I am saying today is, and that is we can be kind. We can be kind and we can be loving and we can have a relationship with people who uh, have different convictions and even different values than we have. See, here's what I know, and that is, if we only allow people into our lives that are exactly like us, then we will not be able to add value to or have a positive influence over anyone's life. Because if they're exactly like us, if they think exactly like we do, if they dot their I's and cross their T's exactly like we do, if they are just a carbon copy of us, then how in the world are we going to have any influence upon their life? Only those that are different, only those that don't think the way we think and don't have the same values, those kinds of people we are able to add value to. We are able to speak into their life. They're able to watch us and see us, and our consistent godly lifestyle will speak volumes to them. Noah dolls are extremely frustrating people. And then there's injustice. Injustice. To watch people be treated unfairly is so frustrating. When prejudice or gender or a person's age is held against them. When doors that should be open to them are unfairly closed, which not only negatively affects them, but everyone that is depending upon them in justice. Oh, how frustrating. And then there's insinuations. Now this one really, I can go from anointed to annoying really quick. Because this one really gets under my skin. It really frustrates people, people who don't have the guts. Say they don't have the guts. People who don't have the guts to say something about you or say something about the organization that you lead, they don't have the guts to come to you directly to your face, but through insinuation, they get their point across. Or they place untrue or exaggerated information in the lives of others about you. And then, and then, when these people are confronted, when they're called on the carpet about their insinuations, then they claim they were misunderstood. Do insinuations frustrate you? And then there's integrity issues. Integrity issues. Being on time, paying our bills, keeping our word, doing our very best in every area of life people with integrity issues are extremely frustrating people to deal with can you believe what they say can you believe what they're telling you can, can you depend on them to do what they're supposed to do can you trust them well the first eight of our top eight uh, of our top 10 uh, frustrations are pretty pretty heavy and I, I could even be heavier but I've chosen not to do so The last two are on the lighter side of the scale. But for us spoiled Americans, these two also cause great frustration to us. Number nine is being inconvenienced. We don't like that in America. When the boss tells us that we have to work past our normal quitting time, which now causes us to have to readjust our original plan. Frustrating? When someone is driving too slow in the passing lane. Too slow means they're just driving five miles over the speed limit. When the internet isn't working and you need to get online for something important when the part or the or the supplies that you need in order to do a job doesn't arrive on time or somebody got the order wrong being inconvenienced can really be frustrating and finally number 10 i just listed insignificant things insignificant things see we in america we are so spoiled We are so spoiled that we become frustrated very, very, very easy. Even the most insignificant things irritate us, get under our skin, and cause us to become frustrated. When our fast food isn't fast enough... A scream into the speaker, come on, man. You're being paid minimum wage. Can't you hurry up? When the traffic light seems to be forever in turning green, hey, I'm late. Hurry up and change, you stupid light. Like an extra 15 seconds is going to make any difference. What? No sprinkles on my donut. I told the lady at the counter when I got my dozen donuts, I said, Make sure that there's at least two donuts with the little sprinkles on the top. Where are my sprinkles? Where are my sprinkles? For me, it ain't sprinkles on the donut. It's, where's my salsa? You can't have a burrito without salsa. It's sad to have to admit, but some of the most insignificant things can set us off and frustrate us. We're sending up an SOS today. God, please help me, God. God, I need help with my frustration. All right, we've acknowledged the fact that frustrations are a reality for all of us. Now let me suggest the reasons for our frustrations. Romans 8 and verse 28, one of my life verses. In Romans 8 and 28, Paul writes, and he says, and we know. We what? We think. We're pretty sure. We hope. No, Paul writes, he says, and we know. And we know what? We know all things. Some things. A few things. The good things. The sweet things. And we know that all things work together for the good. All things are good, Paul? All things are good? No, we know that all things work together for the good. For the good of who? For the good of everybody? No. All things work together for the good of those who love God. I don't know what's going on in your life today. I don't know what's happening in your life today. But I'm telling you, God knows what's going on in your life. And God has allowed what is going on in your life at this particular time. And God is allowing those things in our life because he wants to bring some good out of some bad. We know that God... That all things work together for to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. According to whose purpose? Our purpose. My purpose, my feelings, my wants, my desires. According to His purpose. And so, according to this verse, there is a reason for everything that happens to us in life. Now we may or we may not understand the reason, but there is a reason. God is at work in all of our lives. And he is using everything that is happening to us. The good, the bad, and the ugly. He's using all things. Everything that happens to us. Yes, he even uses our frustrations. He uses these things to do three things. And that's what I want to talk about in the last of this message today. And that is, first of all, he uses them to reveal our flaws. God allows the frustrations of life in order to reveal our flaws. See, see, about the time that we start thinking pretty good about ourselves, about the time we start thinking we will surely be nominated for Sainthood or Christian of the Year, About that time, bam! we are confronted with something from the list of the top ten frustrations and our true colors start showing up in all their brilliance. We are quickly reminded of our humanity. We are quickly reminded of how far we truly are from sainthood. Proverbs 17 and 3 says, fire tests the purity of silver and gold, and the Lord tests the heart. See, God allows our frustrations in order for the impurities that are down deep in our heart to rise up to the top so they can be dealt with. 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 6 and 7 says rejoice in the midst of your trials these trials will reveal the genuineness of your faith the genuineness or lack of genuineness of our faith shows up in life's frustration The revelation of our flaws through frustration might not be pleasant, but hear me this morning. It is necessary. It is necessary if God is going to perfect us and purify us and prepare us for what he has planned for us. I'm giving you three reasons why we have to endure frustrations. The first one is to reveal our flaws. The second one is to refine us. See, once God has revealed our flaws to us, he then wants to refine us. James chapter 1, verse 3 and 4, when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow until it is fully developed. Romans 5, verse 3 and 4 says, suffering produces perseverance. And perseverance produces character. And character produces hope. Job said something quite interesting to his wife in Job chapter 2 and verse number 10. Job said to his wife, he said, Shall we accept good from the hands of God and not accept trouble? When we were the richest people in the East, when we, were the, when we were the wealthiest people in the world, we were so willing to accept all of these bountiful blessings from God. But now that these things are gone, Job said, Job said, shall we, be, shall we accept good from the hands of God, and yet we will not be willing to accept trouble? Would God actually send trouble to our lives doesn't preach very good in America. doesn't preach very good on TV or radio, that's for sure. Would God actually send trouble into our lives? Well, I'm not going to give you a black or white answer, but I'm telling you whether he does or he doesn't, he allows it. If he's God and he's in control of everything and he's all-powerful and I got trouble, then it had to come through God. I'm not saying it directly came from him, but it had to go through him. Doubt we'll have a record crowd next Sunday. (laughs) Would God actually send trouble into our lives? And if so, why would he? And the answer to that question is for the very same reason I'm giving you today, for our frustration, first of all, to reveal our flaws. So we can see where we are and see how far we still have to go. And so that we can see what a mess that we still are. And yes, we are all still a big mess. Sickens me to see people look down their pious, long spiritual nose at somebody that's not just quite where they think they ought to be or where they are spiritually. And actually Jesus said, hey, hey, he said, don't you dare take a, 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 don't you dare criticize the speck in your brother's eye when you got a four by four coming out of yours. You want to get me annoyed. Let me just read some stuff about people attacking different things and I'm thinking, you're attacking them for this and you do this? What? So that we can see what a mess we still are and how desperately we need His grace. To reveal our flaws and to refine us to accept us where we are. Aren't you glad the Lord accepts us? We don't have to do anything to become acceptable to God. God accepts us just the way we are, right where we are, with all of the baggage that we have. But he loves us so much. He loves us enough to accept us where we are. But he loves us so much that he will not allow us to stay there. So he allows the frustrations of life to come into our lives, to reveal to us our flaws, and then also that he can begin to go to work on refining those flaws. Refining us, removing the flaws and the imperfections and the impurities that are in us. Here's what we need to know. Oh, we need to understand this desperately, and that is we, we, we are concerned with our comfort, but he is concerned with our character. We want to be happy. He wants us to be holy. Let's take a quick look at the third reason for our frustrations, and that is to reward us for our patience and endurance. James chapter 1, verse 3 and 4 says, When your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. And when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. See, God allows our frustrations in order that our flaws might be revealed to us so that these flaws can be refined. And if we handle our frustrations with patient endurance, he will then reward us. But there's a big difference in what man thinks is a reward and God thinks is a reward. See, our rewards will consist of us becoming more spiritually mature and us looking and acting more like Jesus. That's the reward. The reward is not a bigger house and a fatter paycheck. See, Romans 8 and 29 says, God chose us to become like his son. What does God want for me? Oh, he wants me to be healthy, wealthy, and wise. No, he wants me to be like Jesus. The whole purpose of Salvation and sanctification is God transforming us from glory to glory. God taking us right where we are and refining us into something valuable. Yeah, when we think about rewards, we we think in terms of what we get. When God thinks about rewards, he thinks in terms of our growth. Oh, he's being rewarded because he just bought a new house. He's being rewarded. He just got a new job. He's being rewarded. No. No. I'm not saying God doesn't bless us that way. I'm not saying that. Wow, they're really growing in Jesus. They're rewarded. The real rewards is us getting closer and closer, nearer and nearer and more and more and more like Jesus. Amen? Amen. If I could get some help on the platform this morning. Takeaway for the message today is our frustrations are not fun. I'm going to tell you frustrations are not fun. And I get frustrated. I told you some of my frustrations. I get frustrated. Frustrations. Our frustrations are not fun. But the second takeaway this morning is our frustrations are forming us. Our frustrations are forming us. They're making us better or they're making us bitter. They're forming us more and more and more like into the image of God's dear Son. Our response to our frustrations will determine the fruit that we bear. The good news is this morning God gives us the grace we need to patiently endure life's frustrations. See, when we think about grace, we usually only think about saving grace. And we talk about saving grace every single morning, a Sunday morning, and I'm going to do it again today. But there's two parts of grace. There's saving grace. And their sustaining grace. There's saving grace where God, through His Son Jesus Christ, provides for us the gift of salvation. Saving grace. God doing for us what we could never do for ourselves. But God doesn't want to just give us saving grace, He also wants to provide us with sustaining grace. Sustaining grace. The strength that we need, the endurance that we need to walk through, to face, to walk through, and to have victory over life's greatest frustrations.